a beautiful Tuesday on tap today. Bill Michaels show. We are glad to be here. I'm Bill Michaels. He's Grant Bills producing the program. And if you want to get a hold of the show, 877-867-1670, You can find us there. Always appreciate it when you do. That's the phone number if you want your voice to be heard. Uh, the Brewers in Philadelphia getting ready to take on the Phillies in a three-game series. We talked about this yesterday. The next 12, pretty big for the Brewers. Uh, you got uh, three against the Phillies. You got Atlanta, Cincinnati, then Atlanta. And uh, But you're going to have to do it without Wade Miley. A, a blow to uh, lose Miley to the 15-day IL, and you hope that's all it is. He had soreness in his elbow. And you can get soreness, you can get like a lat muscle, that can be sore. Thigh muscle, that can be sore. That That's okay. Pitchers, yeah, no problem. You can come back from that. Sore elbow midway through the season. That's not good. I don't care who you are. That's not good. Grant, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Uh, you mentioned Wade Miley's injury. I'm a little bummed for our friend Ben Kenny because he got tickets, I think, based on what he tweeted, specifically to go see Wade Miley <laughs> pitch against his Phillies, and now he's going to see Jansen Junk or Jason Alexander or whoever. So that's a bummer. Yeah, because I had said that the X factor in this season, should he remain healthy, would be Wade Miley. Who knew that he would be that important of a player considering Woodruff goes down and Burns got off to a rather inauspicious start. And so, it you know, who knew that he would be that big of linchpin at this point in the season? And now you're down to your top two, which is Burns and Peralta. Don't get me wrong, that's good, because many teams don't have two really good starters, much less one really good starter. But uh, the Brewers had four, and now they are down to two. So not, uh, not to what you wanted to wake up with or go to bed with last night. I saw that news broke yesterday afternoon. As we were getting, what was it? As we were getting off the air, I think was when that started across, or was that just before we got off the air? Sometime in the middle of the afternoon yesterday. Okay, it was a bummer. It's been really fun uh, yeah. to watch Wade Miley pitch, so it's a bummer that he can't go. Yeah. not just for it ben. was, and he's pitching. When you look at, he's got an ERA just over three. When you look at the way he's pitching and what he's been able to do when he's been healthy, he's pitching the way he did a couple of years ago when he was back for the Cubs. And and that I kept saying, if he can just return to that and not go to the IL, that would be fantastic. And now this is his second stint this season on the IL. So uh, they are uh, they are in need of a pitcher. Uh, hopefully they can fill the bill in the meantime for the next couple of weeks. And, you know, we're, we're sitting here on the 18th of July. They're talking about the end of July to possibly, if Woodruff can go to the hill and start throwing and do it without pain and, Maybe they can, you know, get him back. Maybe in the, at the beginning of August, the first two weeks of August, if they can again, I'm talking about this team just holding on. If they can do that, then you know, all of a sudden the cavalry comes riding over the hill with two more arms. It's like wow. They, then they've survived. It seems like just every time you start to breathe, this team ends up with another injury, doesn't it? It just, it just, it, it's, it just keeps coming. It's like body blow after body blow after body blow, and you keep waiting for that big roundhouse to the chin that just knocks you out. What would happen? You, the two things you can't afford right now, Burns and Yelich to go down. Mm-hmm. Those two guys. Those two guys go down, pretty much all is lost with the world. It's it's interesting to think about an alternate reality, Bill, today. What would the Brewers' record be? What would we think of the Brewers if Garrett Mitchell had been healthy the whole year, if Brandon mm-hmm. Woodruff, Aaron Ashby right. had been healthy the whole year? I 
would their record be, you know, seven, eight games better? Would we be talking about them? We got to go for it. We got to make trades. And instead, we're kind of in this awkward middle ground because of these injuries. Um, At least here in the area, in the Milwaukee area, it is just in listening to radio yesterday as I was out driving around in this morning. Uh, most are of the the essence of we're going for it. Matt Arnold has specifically said we're not taking trade offers for Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns has said, I am not going anywhere. They learned their lesson from last year. We want to win. Uh, it seems like this team has geared itself up for what is going to be a stretch run. And I just depending on what Matt Arnold's magic is able to, to, to become, whatever you know, fairy dusty sprinkles, uh, to be able to come up with another bat of some type. And, and here's the other thing. I'm listening this morning, and I, I was listening to uh, I was listening in, on Sirius and the MLB channel, and they were talking about Rowdy Teles and the outfield wall and why he's shagging fly balls and all that kind of stuff. And I get it, okay? I, it, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I know that you know teams do certain things, certain drills. Guys like to be out there to take away. The, everybody likes to jump against the wall and take away a home run and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But when it came to Rowdy Telez, they're talking about the detriment of losing Rowdy and how the Brewers are down with a big bat. And I'm thinking to myself, is anybody, other than the name Rowdy Telez and what he's done in the past, has anybody paid attention to what he's done this season, which is not much? Is, am I missing something? Is this a massive detriment? I mean, don't get me wrong. If Rowdy Telez can't come back you know, and he's injured, it's not like they're trading him away, you know, not like he's some clubhouse favorite that they gets traded away because, you know, for whatever reason. But is, is this team really that now hamstrung because Rowdy Telez, a a one-tool player and maybe half a tool player at that, hurt his finger? Am I missing something here, Grant? Is is Rowdy Telez that important to the well-being of the, of the Milwaukee Brewers? Well, I think that just speaks to how thin the margin – for error for this team is right. Like the Brewers were kind of banking on Rowdy Telez in the second half of the season to get it going. Cause everyone assumed right. well, he can't be as bad in half number two. Now we won't even know. Now we won't know if he's going to bounce back and improve. And, and I think a lot of teams, Bill, they can lose a, a middling bat for a couple of weeks. It's not a big deal. This Brewers team really doesn't have that luxury. It just, I I'm listening to people talk. I was listening on MLB. I heard a couple of conversations here in the Milwaukee area. And it's, oh, my God, Rowdy, when is he going to come back? Man, they need him. And I'm thinking, what you know, other than maybe the threat in the lineup of being a big back, a bat of what he once, once, once was, but this year he's not doing anything that's going to make you impressive and go, wow, boy, that was a huge loss. <laughs> you know, it's not like you lost a gold glover. You didn't lose a base stealer. He's not some kind of second-to-home base hit wheels guy. Yeah, he's not hitting the ball that well. He's not hitting for power. I don't know what you're losing. So, I mean, I don't mean to downplay Rowdy Telez. I He's a great guy. So I like the guy. But in the grand world of results-based, you know, effort here, there's not a lot of results. There's just a lot of kind of you know, kind of like pedaling in, in motion. But there's nothing. You're not going anywhere. So anyway, uh, I, I that was one of those things that I was scratching my head over this morning. Uh, this one is from uh, Jason, who's right out of the shoot, says, Oh, my God, what a blow this morning to find out Wade Miley has now gone down as well. How many more punches can this team take? No wonder Craig Council is refusing 
to come back as the general manager, uh, which not general manager, but he says general manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, he's the manager of the Brewers. Matt Arnold's the general manager, first of all. Second of all, I don't think he's necessarily refusing. You know, I, 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 I don't. I don't see that, but I, I, I mean, it's really well known that this is, I, I pretty much know it's up to Craig on this. I think there was a decision to be made. Craig wanted uh, to take some time and evaluate things after the season. I think he's evaluating family life. Um, you know, he's a hell of a manager. Nobody's going to dispute that for what he's been able to accomplish and what he's gotten out of a team that has been for lack of a better term, hamstrung cash-wise because of market size. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I, I it's, it's it's Craig's decision. It's not like he he's not refusing. He's just, I think, can you can, can anybody, when you start playing baseball as a kid, you start playing at, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. You get kind of good at it. And then along comes, you know, high school ball, and you really, you know, you're involved in it. It's what you're doing. And Craig's not a big dude, so he's not playing football, right? He's not playing a ton of basketball unless he's a point guard. Uh, So he's, you know, doing his thing. And so you do it from the age of six or seven and all the way up through high school. High school you're playing, and now you're playing pretty well. Colleges are looking at you, so now all of a sudden you're going to go, whoa, wait a minute, I've got a career here. I'm heading off to college. And then you get into college, and then suddenly you get drafted. You get drafted, and suddenly you're playing in the pros, and that's your job, and you're getting paid for it, and you're doing it your entire career. And the guy's in his 40s, and he's all of a sudden going, wait a minute, since I, for the last, what, 32 years, this is all I've done. And, oh, by the way, I've got a wife. I've got kids. I really haven't seen them do much of what I did as a father, as a kid. When I, as a father, I haven't seen my kids grow up. Because I'm on the road all the time, and I'm doing stuff at the ballpark all the time, and it's a great living, and we've got a comfortable life, but I'm missing out on certain things. And now my kids are going off to college, and they're playing ball, and, and I want to see them do, and maybe walk in my, footpath, my footsteps, I, I want to see them do what I did. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It, it, as far as br- being a Brewers fan, yeah, it kind of sucks. But as far as being Craig Council, I get it. You know, you pr- probably – you're looking at things going, I don't know what else I can possibly do for this franchise short of winning a World Series, but I just don't think we have the horses to do it. You know, if I knew we were coming back and they were going to pay Burns and they were going to pay Woodruff and they had Peralta locked up and they had Miley here for another year, we were going to go out and get a couple bats, a legit first baseman. Everybody was going to be pretty much healthy next year. Adamas just had a bad year offensively at the plate, so he's going to bounce back not only with power numbers but with more on-base percentage, and he was going to be better. We were going to fix all of the holes that we have, and they were going to spend some additional money and, oh, by the way, pay me. And we knew we were loading up to go against the Dodgers and the Braves and the, and the, and the Padres and the Giants and the Diamondbacks and all these other teams, and we were going to beat the hell out of the Cardinals and the Cubs, and we're on our way to a World Series. Maybe he'd come back. But I, how much more can a guy do? I think he just, just, sorry, Bill. I just think he probably wants to keep his options open too. Maybe he gets to the end of the season and realizes he wants to come back. Or maybe he says, I'll take a couple years off. I'll go watch my kid play baseball in college. And then in a few years, if I want to come back to managing, that'll probably always be an option for him somewhere. Maybe not with the Brewers, but somewhere. I could also see him taking a a, a less stressful, a less time consuming job in the front office. Or maybe he wants to go work for the league. I, I just think Craig Council could do basically whatever he wants. In the next five, ten years of his life, so he's probably just trying to keep his options open. He's not an old dude. It's, it's first of all, Craig Council still looks like he's twelve. 
So he's never going to, like, age to some, you know, decrepit old guy in the next five to ten years. At least we hope not. So he could still come back and do what he wants to do. He's still going to be sought after. He's still going to be a consultant. He can still do certain things. Hell, he can become a college scout if he's going to start traveling around with the kids to watch different baseball players. But I, I, I don't know if he's leaving. I don't know if he's staying. It's going to be up to him. You know, it, it's going to be what he wants to do. It's not like Mark Antanasio is, is holding out and he's not going to give him a contract because he's going to wait and see how this year goes before he pays him again. Because if that were the case, if that was true, uh, I think that would be probably the final straw for a lot of people regarding Mark Antanasio. Because you took a guy that wants to win more than anything, has done anything and everything the organizations wanted him to do. He took over the team when he really didn't want to take over the team. But they felt, you know, hey, you'd be a really good manager. you got a great mind. And so he did. And then he takes him to an NLCS. He's a game away from getting to a World Series. He just they, The horses didn't come through. And then since then, it's been, you know, let's get rid of this player. Let's get rid of that player because we don't want to spend the money. We, don't, we, we can't afford it. Okay, so you're just basically saying that you're going to grow the talent, and once the talent gets to age, gone. That's, as a manager, you're, you're pounding your head against the wall, hoping to break through bricks. You're going to end up with a lot of bloody noses before you finally crack something, and it may not be the wall. It's probably going to be your skull. And maybe he's looking at it going, I don't know if I can go any farther with this team. I, I had a lot of hopes for the franchise, but – you know, unless we really suck for a long period of time and we get all these high draft choices that are really, really high-end quality, we're not going to go out and spend a lot of money kind of, you know, filling in the pieces with terrific free agents. We're going to go out and try to find the controllable guys and catch lightning in a bottle, and we're going to take the 240 hitters and hope that they end up 260 here, and we're going to hope and pray, and everybody's going to say novenas on Sunday, and we're all going to head off to church before we go to the ballpark, and, and we're just going to enjoy our brats, hot dogs, beers, and cheese. And that's all we're going to do. Because I don't think we're ever really going to be competitive to win a, to win a championship. That's That could be what he's looking down the barrel of. Who knows? Um, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Yes, for those just tuning in, Wade Miley, a sore elbow. And he is now on the 15-day IL. So we'll wait and see how he does. This portion of our program is brought to you by our good friends over there at Northern Lights uh, Photo uh, and Event Studio, the Northern Lights Event Center. Uh, Northern Lights event venue is fantastic. We've talked about this time and again, and uh, we did a show down there just before we ended up taking off. Uh, But if you're looking for a Wednesday night thing to do, if you want to go down there, just enjoy a little, you know, guitar music out there on the patio on the walkway. You can get yourself a fine beverage. It's right next to the Screaming Tuna on the Milwaukee Riverfront. Uh, Otherwise, there's dinners, there's weddings, there's photo shoots, business events. They're hosting it all. Go to northernlightseventvenue.com. Northern Lights Event Venue.com. Again, Northern Lights Event Venue.com. And take a look at it. Beautiful, beautiful place. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Paula. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project? Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Hot to fire. 
got a really nice note uh, from a couple that came into town. They listened to the program. They came in for the Harley-Davidson event this past weekend, and they were from uh, actually Minneapolis. And uh, they had sent me a note saying that they went down to Calderon Club and uh, got the uh, the Italian and the meatballs, by the way, but got the uh, the penny pasta and said, I, I wasn't lying. It was fantastic. Gino's such a gentleman, uh, on and on and on. But uh, I've talked about it for a long time. If you're looking for the best Italian food, Anywhere, uh, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. And uh, Gino and his staff are absolutely second to none. They're top-notch people. San Giorgio, the pizzeria, Napolitana next door, an authentic, um, you know, certified VPN pizza. Absolutely awesome next door. But either place you can't go wrong. Great Italian food, downtown Milwaukee. Calderon Club, San Giorgio Pizzeria, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. And make sure you tell them we sent you, by all means. Um, Todd says, typical Brewers, it's been the same for four decades. Players come of age, then they go. Uh, we need an owner that wants to win, which has been the argument for a long time. When you say want to win, what do you mean? Do you mean just spending money? Because we've gone through this time and again. When you talk about uh, the finances of Major League Baseball, and you look at some of the teams that right now are are winning in Major League Baseball. And you look at team payrolls, and the Mets, they're not winning. The Yankees, they're not winning. The Padres, they're not winning. The Phillies, they're not winning. The Dodgers have just now climbed back into contention and back on top out west at number five. Uh, you've got the Angels, they're not winning. The Blue Jays, they're not winning. Then the Braves. So only two teams out of the top eight are are winning are winning their division. Then you got the Rangers, who are winning their division. The Astros are not. They're top ten. The Giants are not. The White Sox are not. The Cubs are not. The Red Sox are not. The Rockies, the Cardinals, you go on from there. All those teams are above Milwaukee. Milwaukee number 20. Number 20. And then you look at a team like, say, Cincinnati, who's been battling with them. Cincinnati's 25th. Tampa Bay, who's got one of the best records in all of baseball, the 27th payroll. And I say it uh, time and again. Over and over. Baltimore uh, has that eight, had that eight-game win streak going. They're 29th in baseball and second in the American League East at $67 million. 67. Now, think about that. Total, total, $143 million. That's it between Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Combined, $143 million. Think about that for a minute. The Yankees are $279 million. Think about that. Boston is $183 million. So those two teams combined in that division don't equal what some of the other teams in that division equal when it comes to money expenditures. Those two teams combined are number one and number two. So... I don't necessarily think it's all about an owner wanting to win, but sometimes it's about whether or not you pull the trigger at the right time and who you spend it on. I I will say this. um, When you constantly bypass better talent because of money and you're constantly looking for the diamond in the rough, you will fail as much as you succeed. And that's not necessarily a great recipe for constant success. 
Uh, let's go to Pete listening to us in Appleton. Pete, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How you been? Good. Okay, What's happening? So, so, so the whole Craig Council thing and not wanting to come back. Now, I, I don't begrudge him in any way, shape, or form. Let me get that out right away, okay? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when guys say, oh, I want to I wanna maybe not do this anymore because I want to spend time with my family, do you know who gets to say that? People that have lots of money. Because those are the only people that can afford to retire when they're in their 40s and, and spend all this time with their families. I mean, I, I understand it, but come on, man, you know. You, you, tons. Of, I, I missed so much stuff when my kids were growing up because you know what? I had to work, and I figured that we'd rather have some place to live than be in our car. So mm-hmm. I, you, you have to choose, and I know he doesn't have to do that. I, I get that. So for him, that's it's an easy choice. It just drives me nuts when they use that as an excuse. Just say, look, you know what? I don't really necessarily know if I want to do this anymore, but. It does kind of drive me nuts when they always say, "Well, I want to spend time." Aren't his kids going to college this year? I mean, yeah, is he and they're be able playing to go ball. To their games, anyways. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where they go to college because there's, you know, there's a couple of good programs in Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure which ones his kids are going to go to. So is 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 he going to go there for every game? I mean, is is that what he's going to do? I, I don't know. It, it we'd just, have to we'd have to get all the details from him. But let me ask you this: If you had tens of millions of dollars in your account and your kids were growing up, and you had the ability to retire and go watch your kids, would you do it? Well, yeah, and that's what I said. I don't begrudge him for doing it. Right. But okay. I, I I also would just say, you know what? I got tens of millions of dollars in my account. I'm retiring. I don't I don't need this. <laughs> so you know, I I just I I just my point is I just hate the fact that they always throw out the. I want to spend more time with my family because you know what always happens? And it's happened numerous times where these guys come back and go, you know what? I didn't think it was going to be like that. Now I miss this. And now I want to be back in the game because mm-hmm. uh, the guy and uh, the guy that's managing the Rangers right now, why can't I think of his name? The Giants ex-manager. I mean, he did kind of the same thing. He, you know, he had all the, the issues where he thought he was having health problems, so he retired. You know, he wasn't going to do it anymore. Now he's back managing again. I mean, yeah. it it always happens. So, right. and you know what? One more thing, Bill, and then I'll let you go. But sure. the people that complain and saying about, you know, they don't want to win in Milwaukee. They want to win. The economics are just never going to allow them to spend the kind of money that the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers mm-hmm. – or any of those teams do. It's never – I remember back in the day when they signed Robin Yount. Robin Yount was one of the highest-paid players in baseball. I mean, it, it was an unheard-of deal that Robin Yount got when he when he got one of his contracts. So when the economics allowed it, the Brewers did it. It's just that the economics do not allow it. Right. So there's nothing you're no. going to do about that. I so get it. That's what I, I got for I, you today, Bill. No, I appreciate it. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Council's one son is in going to Michigan. Jack's going to Michigan. Yep. Yeah. And uh, begs the question, Bill, is Wisconsin, UW-Madison's lack of a baseball program costing the Brewers their manager? Maybe if oh, boy. Jack was that's playing whole, in the state. That's a whole other topic for another day, <laughs> isn't it? But, you know, I mean, you look at a place like UWM, they've got a baseball program, but Michigan's certainly Big Ten. But it's not like he's traveling to LSU, Florida. Alabama, Texas, 
a lot of those schools that have been, you know, prolific when it comes to baseball programs in the South, you know, he's going to Michigan. You know, he's 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 sticking in the Big Ten. And Michigan's got a decent program, don't get me wrong. But uh it's uh yeah, it's that's gonna spark the whole conversation of should Wisconsin bring baseball back when it comes to uh, you know, losing <laughs> losing their manager because he can't drive drive down the road and go see his son play. But then again, I mean it doesn't matter. Even if, say, he was, you know, his his son was here in Wisconsin, Craig still would probably have to travel to Madison unless he lived in Madison, and then you're traveling every day to Miller Park or American Family Field. So I, I don't know, you know. Um, and and some say that you know, hey, he's going to play at Michigan for a year or two, and then as soon as, as soon as uh, they end up getting Notre Dame in the Big Ten, then he'll go to Notre Dame. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, the the one thing, and the caller had good points, but I, my question is, what do you want him to do? So after all of that, ultimately, do you, it, what you're saying is you want him to stay and just shut up? Or are you saying that he needs to make a decision and just say, okay, I'm done? I mean, to me, if you've got, you know, somebody of quality, you give him some time, you let him think about it, and then... You you tell them they got to make a decision. It's the same thing I said with Rodgers. Same, same thing. He's had great results. You want to see him come back. You like to see him come back, but you want his heart to be in it. You want his you know you want his effort to be in it. You want him to be there. You want him to be joyous about it. You want him to be supportive. You don't want him to come back and bad mouth and knock the organization. You know and all that kind of stuff and backhanded slaps and all that different thing. You know, I I, I get what he he's saying. Yeah, rich people have the ability to say whether or not they want to do something or not. You have that ability. You have the ability then to say whether or not you even want to take a job or take on a, a, a customer that you may not like. You know, suppose a, I got a friend of mine who right now runs a, a dealership and he deals in high-end stuff and he's got one customer that spends a ton of money but is a ginormous pain in the ass. And rich people think that they can do what they want and say what they want because they got money. And people, you and I don't like it, but some people have to put up with it because of the amount of money they spend. Money buys you stupidity, arrogance, whatever else it happens to be. Not saying great counsel's got that, but what I'm saying is, is money changes things. So, yeah, guys, certain guys in certain positions have the ability to say, you know what, I'll let you know at the end of the season. i got to see how I feel, you know? And maybe he's also kind of holding his cards close to his vest to say, let's see if they actually do something. Let's see how we how we handle this season. Are we really trying to win or am I just managing a lame duck team again? They're going to start selling off pieces. And, oh, by the way, we, we drafted, we developed Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. We got all these guys. We got these guys in a trade. And we, we wanted them, and we're rebuilding our system. And then just as we finally start to get good, this organization says, well, we're not going to pay you. So what are we doing? We're just spinning our wheels here. We're just a minor league system for big league, big league markets. And maybe that's what he's feeling. Who knows? You know? Who, who knows? I don't know. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, go ahead and do so. Please uh, give us a shout. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. All coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you back. Hey, thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. They are the official fuel provider for the, uh, the Big Indian Cruiser. And uh, I told you yesterday, boy, a lot of people came to town and just made Quick Trip their home. Uh, a lot of bikers that came into town looking for the breakfast sandwiches. Rather than going to the fast food restaurants, they were all stopping in a Quick Trip. Uh, I saw dozens and dozens. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a big group that used to, uh, I shouldn't say used to, that came all three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to, uh, to Quick Trip right up the street from the house and they all got the breakfast sandwiches they all sat outside with a coffee and they just kind of sat on the hill and ate and then they went about their business after the fact that they just fell in love with quick trip and from out of town and we just kind of sometimes take it for granted that it's right here in our own backyard but quick trip whether it's bread or milk or butter eggs bananas the beer cave you name it they've got it and they run some great promotions use your quick rewards card you can go right to uh, the quick trip quick rewards app and see everything that it is they have to offer. But, man, oh, man, thank God we got Quick Trip right here in our own backyard. Uh, if you want to chime in, 877-867-1670. We were talking to Brewers baseball uh, before we went to break and talking specifically uh, about uh, a little bit about Craig Council and about the team. I, You know, again, I, I think the, the, the whole thing with Council in the end of the season, that'll play itself out. It's not – it's something that you have, like, in the back of your mind but it's not anything right now that I believe, uh, unless, of course, it becomes uh, a disciplinary problem, something within the clubhouse where guys are no longer listening to him because they feel he's not coming back, or maybe he, maybe somebody takes offense and says, hey, well, you're turning your back on us anyway. And that's the only time that this would then become an issue, and I just don't think that'll be an issue at all. So I, I look at this and I think, you know, this is really, it doesn't have much bearing on what happens in the here and the now of this season. You would assume it doesn't. So the whole Craig Council thing I put to the side. The Wade Miley injury and the sore elbow and the 15-day IL and Woodruff being down and not being able to come back still as of yet and the, the, the amount of injuries that this team has sustained I think is probably more concerning than anything at this point. That's the thing that's going to derail the season. It's not going to be Craig Council whether or not he does or doesn't come back. But I do understand where people are kind of coming from and looking at it saying, you know, hey, Craig, we want – I think what fans want fa – Brewers fans want the same thing that Packers fans want. This, this is what people want, okay? Just like when Giannis did it, and that's the reason everybody loves Giannis. He's good, okay? He's a great player. He's got a lot of attention, superstar athlete, MVP, it, pride, okay? But what Giannis did was, I want to be a buck. He walked in to Calderon Club up in Fox Point. He had the front office staff sitting there. He said, you guys go and put the team around me, and I will make sure I win you a championship. I'm staying in Milwaukee. And everybody rejoiced. Everybody said, all right, that guy wants to win. He wants to be here. He's one of us. He loves us. We love him. There you have it. Everybody wanted Rodgers just to say, I'm back. I want to be here. I love this team. I love this organization. I love this franchise. I want to be one of you. I, I want to help win another championship because I know the fans deserve it. The franchise deserves it. I want to win one for my legacy. You know, uh, everything short of coming out and saying, let's win this one for Bart Starr. You know, whatever. I mean, that's what people wanted. The Hemmen and Hahn, everybody understands you got to take a little time to contemplate your future. But everybody wanted, I'm coming back because I want to be here and I love you guys and I'm going to take less money because I know what it means to the salary cap and I want to win. And people just want to hear that. And instead it was, pay me all the money. 
going to do everything my way, bring my guys back, let me be the GM, let me call the plays, let me do everything, and oh, by the way, I'm going to think about it in the darkness, and I'm going to do all the other crap that goes along with that. And then finally, when I come out of this, screw you, I'm out of here. If you, How dare you talk about me? I'm out of here. Nobody, that, that's the reason there was fatigue. Everybody just wants Craig to say, look, grow up here, want to win here, want to be here, want to stay here. I think that's what people are looking for. People understand, hey, if you want to take a little bit of time, that's fine. But when you come back, come back and say you love us, you want to be here, you want to win, we're going to do everything we can to win a World Series for this fan base that has never won one. We want to see that happen here in our lifetime. And I think that's what everybody wants to hear. Instead, when you get the, I don't know, I don't want to do it. But it's not like he's, he's shunning us. It's not like he's shunning the fan base, the Brewers organization. He's just saying, you know what, I might be at the end of my rope you know, from doing this, you know, every day for the last 34-something years, you know, since I was a kid. I may just want to see my kids grow up. And I have the money to do it, and I don't think I would fault them for that. I don't think anybody would. Eight seven six. Is that reasonable, Grant, or am I off base on all of that? Oh, totally reasonable. Yeah. Okay. I, do you know how much – well, you know, but I'm just speaking generally. Do you know how much time – it is to be a major league baseball manager from the start of spring training till the end of the season. You're on every road trip. You're there all day. You're doing three press conferences a day, a little pregame mm-hmm. with the media postgame. It's just so much. I don't fault anyone after doing that for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years to consider maybe doing something else. Baseball, mm-hmm. baseball manager. That's a lot. That's so much of your year. That's so much of your time. Yep. 100% agree. It, it's time consuming. It's emotion consuming. It's everything. So, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's bad. I'm just simply saying it's, you know, it's sometimes when you get to the end of it, you're probably going, man, I'm a little bit fatigued from this. I, maybe I just want to see my wife and kids. However, what's in front of us is the season and we're still forging forward. We're still doing with analytics. We're still doing it with bailing wire and duct tape at this point, the way the injuries continue to mount with this team and they're still winning. And oh, by the way, they're still on top. So all is not lost. All is not lost. 877-867-1670. Coming up in a little bit, uh, about an hour and 15 minutes from now, uh, we're going to talk with um, our buddy uh, Chuck Freeman. He's going to be joining us, and we'll talk with him from the Lockdown Brewers podcast about what he thinks regarding all of this. We'll get into that. Coming up after the top of the hour, are the Green Bay Packers the fifth best team in the NFC? I was reading and... Sure enough, the fifth-best team in the NFC, minus the quarterback. Are they the fifth-best team in the NFC? So we'll get into that coming up after the top of the hour. thought that was relatively interesting, too. Uh, Vincent says, uh, it's not about an owner spending money. It's about a general manager buying the right guys. When will people wake up and realize that? That's from Vincent. Vincent, by the way, listening to us up in Eagle River. Uh, Vincent, uh, it's what I've been preaching. If you can find, let's put it this way, if you can find a young talent that has quite a bit of ability, that's still on a low-end contract, that maybe you see something in that maybe another team doesn't and you can pick them up in a trade, kudos to you if you see something. You know, look at what, uh, take, take Ron Wolf, for example. He saw a young arm in Brett Favre and nobody wanted him and Glanville thought he was an idiot and they called him country and, just didn't want him, and he was a he was a cast off. He was a cast off, and then Ron Wolf went, "No, no, no, this guy's not a cast off. He's the real deal. You just got to know how to how to wrangle him in." And sure enough, he did. And look what happened. That's what the Brewers are looking for. 
Now, there are other guys out there that you know are talented. They show they have talent. They have proven they've had talent. And they know that uh, they're going to move on for a long period of time in their career, you would assume. So they're the high-end dollars. And it's going to cost you to get them. So what you're wanting is the Brewers as a group just once, just once to be the guy that gets the guy. Well, they got Christian Yelich. They got CC Sabathia. They did bring up a good group of guys in Braun and Fielder and Hardy and Hart and Hall. And, you know, you go through that whole list. They did bring in a guy in Ben Sheets that they drafted and went, goes off and wins a gold medal with, you know, USA Baseball. And so they have taken chances. They have gone out and found the guys, certainly. But remember, there was a lot of losing in between some of that stuff. I think what people are asking for is, hey, if you've got one guy, like a Freddie Freeman or somebody, who can play first base, who's got all the intangibles, can give you numbers, can give you power, can give you, can drive in runs, has a little bit of speed, and oh, by the way, can even play maybe a staunch first base. Be that that possible, possible, which we haven't seen in, since Moses was a baby, the possible first base gold glove. Huh. Go in. Go in on that. That's what fans are wanting to see. That's when they say whether or not you're in it to win it or you're really not. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I think that's what, when you put your thumb on the pulse of what people are feeling, I think that's what people are feeling. You just, we, know, we, we don't want to hear we were in on this guy. What we want to hear is we got him. And, and we all look at each other going, really? The Brewers did that? Holy mackerel, they're serious about winning. That's what I think the perception becomes reality uh, in regarding people's minds. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour are the Green Bay Packers really the fifth best team in the NFC? Huh. We'll talk about it when we get after the top of the hour, so stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Paula. Hi. Come to my attention, I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. The Bill Michael Show. Love some Pearl Jam. Good stuff. You know what, Grant? Uh, we don't have is the Grant Bill's uh, musical flair. Oh, really? What do you mean by that? Which uh, you can throw. Uh, you can throw some uh, music in there if you want to. Oh, some you you want stuff. my musical flair? Be careful what you we, ask for. Yeah. Now. Well, that's okay. No, I'm I'm diverse. I mean, God, we got Buckwheat Zydeco in there. <laughs> Maybe maybe a little was, Jimmy Buffett. Maybe I'll throw some flair in there. Throw, oh, yeah. throw some Buffett in there. You can throw some Motley Crue in there. Ooh. You can throw some Foo Fighters in there. You Ooh. can throw, 
you can throw better than Ezra in there. Hell, I don't care. Ooh. Whatever you want to throw in there. All yeah. Right. New new radicals. Noted. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Noted. You can throw in some Florida. <laughs> I don't mind that. A little, little hip edge, stuff. hip youthful, spunky edge I'm to the show. I'm just throwing it all out there, yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing it all out there. Whatever like it is. That. Austin and I last week were power ranking uh, our favorite bumper songs of yours. He's a big Lorelei, huge Lorelei fan. He loves that song. From Sticks? Yeah. That's one of those songs that you either love or you hate. And uh, there's a lot of people that don't like it, but I do. And I know, you know, uh, Come Sail Away is the big one and Rockin' the Paradise and Mr. Roboto and, you know, uh, all that stuff, all their hits. And they've got so many of them, Sticks does. But Lorelai's one of those hidden gems. And that was actually sung by J.Y., James Young, and not so much Tommy Shaw oh. or, back in the day, Dennis DeYoung. So, yeah, which I, I like. There's Miss America is another one. We look for the hidden gems uh, on this show. Things. We don't only play sure. the hits. We play the deep cuts, too, on the Bill Michaels exactly. show. Exactly. Exactly. So we're, 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 we've got diversity coming, without a doubt. Um. Let's see here. Uh, this one's from uh, Jackson. Jackson says, uh, when it comes to bumper music, you, <laughs> he says you can't go wrong with a little Sinatra. I don't know if I'm going to fire up a bunch of Sinatra on the program. I, don't get me wrong. Having Italian blood, I love Sinatra. I love the Rat Pack. I, I love all the stuff that Sammy Davis did back in the day. My mom was a huge Sammy Davis fan. Dean Martin was, was king of the beverages. Uh, I loved it all. No doubt, but I don't know if Sinatra necessarily goes good with a good with a, a show, a sports talk show. Just throwing it out there. Uh, John Wayne says, "Get some Warren Zevon, lawyers, guns, and money." Ooh, <laughs> my dad loves that song. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting a wayback machine. So then we're going to be talking about you know China Grove and the Doobie Brothers and you know old Chicago or something like that. Uh, although Rush has been with me because people ask all the time why the Rush. Rush has been with me since 1992. The first show that I did was 1992. So it's been with me the entire time. 877 uh, 867 You want to find us, go ahead and do so. Uh, this is from Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, guys, great show and great discussion regarding Wade Miley. Uh, do you think the Brewers now need to go out and start looking for a starting pitcher if Woodruff's not going to be back and Miley's elbow issues could linger? Ah, boy, that would throw. I, I think what you really do is you wait and see what the next week is going to hold before you make that knee-jerk. I, I'm sure it's right now sitting in the back of the mind of Matt Arnold. I mean, if you really ask yourself, and we talked about this yesterday, what has been better, your pitching or your hitting? Your pitching has certainly been far better. But when you look at it and your run differential is less – on the negative side, than some of the others that are actually leading their division, what have you get, been getting it done with? Do you go pitching? Do you just say, oh, we're going to go to strong pitching, hope that what we have sticks, maybe find a bat, but it's going to be a low-end bat. We all know that. Maybe find a bat, maybe hope some of the guys we have down in the system, like a free lick, like a hero, all those guys, we just start maybe rotating them up. Who knows? And maybe one of them catch fire, and all of a sudden there's an instant spark, and you're throwing darts at the dartboard, and you go out and find yourself a guaranteed arm to help this rotation out because you don't know the unknown, the fear of the unknown going into August, September, and October. You don't know what you're going to have pitching-wise, and you've now found out, and the proof is in the pudding, that good pitching has shut down good hitting throughout this season. That's the reason the Brewers are on top of the division, right? So do you now kind of shift your, your, think, your thinking, your thought process when it comes to who you're going to go after 
if indeed you're going to make a trade. Uh, that's that's a great question. Uh, I would think that uh, I, I would kind of think that they already know, but I think right now the X factor would be Wade Miley. And I said that at the beginning of the season. I said, look, if Miley's healthy, and he looked like what limited time he had to throw last year, he looked good. And I know it was limited, but he looked good. And the year before that, he was pretty good. It's been the injuries that have derailed him. And if you can get him out of the sore elbow and bring him back and let him just be that good anchor at number four once you get to the postseason, if indeed you get to the postseason, you're you're stacked. You're fine. And as a matter of fact, then you're able to move some of those cats that you've been using in those starting stints more to the middle relief, and it really stacks your bullpen. Because then you can just concentrate on getting an extra bat or two, maybe finding yourself a first baseman along the way. Who knows? Or with the plethora of pitching that you would then have, maybe that pitching could garner you the bat, a better bat than what you were expecting to get, just trying to find a diamond in the rough. So we'll wait and see. Good stuff. Good discussion, too. Coming up in the next hour. So I'm reading this morning, perusing, going through all the different uh, periodicals at uh, uh, the uh, sports, uh, sportspages.com, and I am uh, reading that the Green Bay Packers – Two people said they're the fifth best team in the NFC. On the panel, the other three picked them in the lower seven. One end of the ranked almost dead last because they don't believe in Jordan Love at all. Where are the Green Bay Packers? Talk about that when we come back. Also, don't forget about an hour and a half from now, we got our buddy, buddy Chuck Freeman from Lockdown Brewers Podcast going to be joining us. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up and coming up right after this.